Welcome, everybody. I'm super excited for another episode of the show about science. This is your host, Nate. Now, let me ask you a question. Do house elves clean your brain while you sleep? The answer may surprise you. So let's jump right into the episode to find out with today's guest, Ken. Hello, Ken. Welcome to the show about science. Thank you, Nate. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a neuroscientist, and the type of neuroscience I do we call cognitive neuroscience because it's about how thinking works, how our brain helps us have thoughts and perceptions and memories. And so I've been doing that for quite a few years, and my main studies have been about memory and how memory works. So what is neuroscience? Neuroscience is all the studies of how brains and nervous systems work. So it includes all the different beings that have nervous systems. And in particular, of course, we're interested in the human brain and how it works. So like what type of neuroscience do you specialize in? Well, my interests are way at the end of the complex functions that we uh, think about as being particularly human. So our human consciousness, our human ability to remember things and to plan for the future. And for that, we have to work hard to try to figure out what we can understand about how the brain works and the uh, measures we can take from human brains while people are doing things. So how does the human brain work? And yeah, how does the human brain work? Yeah, well, that's a big question. And we make little inroads into it to try to figure out parts of the brain and how they work. And so we know that the brain is made out of a lot of different brain cells, neurons that are connected to each other in complex networks. So sometimes we think about it like a computer. You have computers, right? So you know yes. how they work in at least the sense of we know what happens when we try to use a computer and we can get information from computers and we can store information in computers. And so our brain also stores information. And you know what we call that? We call that learning. So <laughs> learning is pretty interesting and important. And so we like to understand how does learning happen and how does our brain allow us to and learn things. And that's pretty much what you specialize in. <laughs> that's right. So how does the movement in the brain, how does like the brain's neurons spark as memories move around from like the hippocampus to other regions of the brain that they correspond with? I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start simpler. So how do you form a memory? Well, one of the reasons a brain is good at forming memories is because the connections between cells change. So the brain is changeable. We sometimes say it's plastic, but that's just a fancy way of saying it. It doesn't stay in the same uh, shape or situation all the time, but can change when we use it. And so muscles change when you use them too, right? When you exercise your muscle, your muscles can get bigger and stronger. The brain is like that in some ways. When you use your brain to think about things, to look at things, to imagine things, those abilities change and they can get better and you can store information because the brain is changing. The key thing about brains is that they can contain information. When you use your brain, you can store new information. But there's a thing about learning that's sort of interesting, which is 
you don't instantly learn things. So if you've had the experience of trying to learn a foreign language or music or math problems, one of the things you have to do is practice. You can't just expect to learn things instantly, but if you practice, you get better at something, any skill you might learn. Have you experienced that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So one of the things your brain does to help you is it practices while you're sleeping. So we're trying to figure out what sleep is all about. And one of the things that we think happens during sleep is your brain practices what you've been learning that day. So back to that other question, how does like sleep make memories move around in your brain and from the hippocampus to different regions of the brain? How does it move and do stuff like that? I think the answer is is sort of that when you learn something new, it doesn't just sit in some place like it's on a computer, but it has to connect with the other things you know. So whenever you learn something new, you want to integrate it. You want to relate it to the other things you know. And so the information that's moving around, it isn't really floating from one place to another, but it's part of connecting it. So when you learn a new word in a language, you have to relate it to the other things you know. And that's part of learning is making all those connections. And that's what takes time. And it takes, as you said, the hippocampus and the cortex, these brain areas work together as you're trying to learn something. In a sense, you're practicing. So I'm going to try to remember this episode. (laughs) So that's a question. Do you think tonight, will your brain be thinking about the things you did today? Uh, probably. Well, you wouldn't know because you wake up and you have no idea that that happened, right? When you wake mm-hmm. up, you don't really know what your brain was doing for those last few hours. Yeah. Unless you have a dream. Do you have dreams? Yeah. What do you dream about? A bounce house with all the people in the world in it. Was it kind of crazy? That's a pretty big bounce house. Yeah. So dreams have been hard to understand because they're so crazy, like the one you just mentioned. So no one's been able to understand why we have those things. I think that it's like a combination of what you did in the day. It's just exaggerated. Yeah, we think they're little pieces of all the things you did. Exactly. So we think maybe your brain brings up the things you did that day and works with them. And that's part of practicing in the sense that I'm talking about. It's part of learning something new. Everything you learn has to bounce around in your brain like a big bounce house and make connections. I want to talk about habits, which I think has been related to what we've been talking about. So... How do you form a habit? Well, I guess we think about habits as good habits and bad habits, don't we? And um, habits are something that you repeatedly do, something you think a lot or do a lot or say a lot. These can become habits. And so that's kind of like practicing. Every time you give into that habit again, you're practicing it and you're making it stronger. So that's why bad habits are hard to change because you've practiced them so much that you can't just overnight change it. So, like, how do you get rid of a habit? With work. Hard work. So you have to work at replacing it with a different habit often helps. Is there any way that sleep can help with that? We think so. Actually, I remember a habit that was studied by a scientist about 80 years ago. 
and he studied boys that bit their fingernails all the time. And what he did, and this yeah. is this is an old experiment, but I talked to the guy because he's 98 years old, and I called him up on the phone, and we had a chat. And he told me that he went to this summer camp, and he played a recording while the kids were sleeping that said, my nails taste terribly bitter. And he played it over and over again, and he found that some of the kids stopped biting their nails by the end of the summer. And that was an early experiment on a, an idea that people dismissed and thought it was crazy. But now we're coming back, and we're saying, oh, maybe there's something to that. And we should look into it again, and we have to do real experiments to figure it out. Play that when I'm sleeping, please. My nails need help. And also, I have a bad habit of grinding my teeth while I sleep. Can you help with that? Grinding your teeth is another one we're working on in my laboratory. And my student, Nathan, is a PhD student, and he has this idea we're working on to try to figure out how we can instruct people to not grind their teeth while they're sleeping. And we're doing it with some training that we do with people and some special sounds we play to people while they're asleep. So I hope someday we can share that with you and then it'll help you because we think we're onto something. But as in science, we have to work a bit to test it and figure out how to make it work and figure out if our ideas hold water before we can be quite sure. But we'd like to help people that have that habit. So, Ken, one of the reasons I wanted you on my show was because of your article in Frontiers for Young Minds, which has a really great title. Can you tell us about that article? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I had a chance to write this article, and I titled it with the um, question, Do House Elves Clean Your Brain While You Sleep? And I thought that was a nice metaphor that kids might find interesting. You know what a metaphor is, of course. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying there really are house elves in your brain, but I'm saying it's I like, wish there were. yeah, that'd be cool. It's it's like someone's cleaning up your brain and sorting out the memories and figuring out how the memories relate to each other. That's an idea that's a little bit like what we think the brain does on its own every night while we're sleeping, and it's we think it's one of the reasons sleep is useful. Of course, sleep is useful for many reasons because if we didn't sleep, what would happen? We'd be very sleepy all the time, and that's no good. But in addition to restoring our mental and physical abilities by sleeping, we think it's also good for learning and for sorting out your memories. So that's why I wrote that article, to try to describe our work and our new ideas about how sleep is important for you and that you shouldn't neglect your sleep because it's an important thing. It's not a waste of time, but it's a very important thing to do. I think I'm an even bigger fan of sleep now, and I'm going to have lots and lots of work for those house elves after this episode. So, to wrap things up, can you tell our listeners how they can get involved with your work? Well, I'd love for listeners to find out more about sleep, and they could start by looking at the paper you mentioned. Just Google, do house elves clean your brain while you sleep? But there's certainly lots of interesting things to find out about science and sleep and memory. And it's a fascinating mystery to try to figure out things we don't understand yet. So even though we understand a lot about how the brain works, we've got a lot more we can understand. And so I encourage people to think about all the questions that you might like to get answers to. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. It's been good to be here. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Music on today's episode comes from soundslikeanearful.com, and our theme music was composed by Jeff, Dan, and Teresa Brooks. 
Okay, Dad, you can shut the recording off. For the newest episodes of the show about science, download the PIN app or go to pinna.fm slash promo.